0: You can find the comic book characters on facebook at facebook.com forward slash neil before pod or follow us on twitter at cb characters you can also email us at cb characters at gmail.com and now you can subscribe to us on itunes search comic book characters Hey, everyone out there in the c b c Universe. It is your friendly neighborhood podcaster Alfred, and as always, I've got my gracious co-host Chris the creator Gosidas what's up, man? how you doing? Hey, man? And this week we have a special guest. I am, of course, talking about the proud rebel scum, cartoonist marcus rocco how you doing, sir?
1: Hey y'all, uh, what's going on, guys? <laughs>
0: So we've got the three of us, the fun-loving bunch here at Comic Book Characters, and we're going to cover a bunch of different things. We're doing Star Wars. We're doing Logan trailer. Doing some Green Lantern Corps. Some Deadpool news. MCU stuff. Uh, you know, powerless. We've got some politicians. Po- politics on CBC. I don't know. This is going to be a. It's going to be a thing. We've got. Um, A new-to-us story, but probably not new to everyone because it's from 2013, but you'll see what we mean when we get there. And then, of course, uh, we've got Marcus on this week, and we definitely want to pick his brain. He is a a cartoonist, an artist who has worked a lot of the convention circuits, uh, has has done a lot of cool things. He's got a really cool project going on with Kickstarter as well, and we're going to get all that into that on the back. And we've also got to stop at Casting Corner. So without further ado, everybody... Let's just let's get this train going. Um right off the bat, I I don't know if this is the biggest news. It's not Spider-Man news. So, I mean, how big <laughs> can it be? Oh my god. But but I guess if it's not going to be Spider-Man, we've got Star Wars news. We finally know the title for uh, Star Wars episode 8. It's The Last Jedi or Last Jedi. And, you know, uh, right at the end of the year, 2016, unfortunately, Carrie Fisher passed away. That cast uh, some shadows of doubt as to how they're going to proceed with the storyline. We're still not real sure about that. Um, Apparently, they're reworking a lot of the script for for both part eight uh, and part nine. But now we have the title, Last Jedi. Now, now here's the thing about the way that this title is, is put out here jedi in itself is both singular and plural right so it could be talking oh, about it could be talking about luke skywalker right who we saw at the end of force awakens it could be talking about luke and possibly ray maybe he trains her and she becomes a an official jedi so maybe it's about the both of them uh i know a lot of speculation right off the bat was that people were like crap the last jedi luke is dead He's so dead. <laughs> that was that was the thing I saw probably the most on the internet. So, as we're getting into this, I'm gonna start off with you, Chris.
2: Mm-hmm. last
0: jedi what do you how do you, what does that make you feel? Like when I say last Jedi, that is the title for Star Wars episode eight. Right. How, do you, how does that make you feel?
2: Um, well, at first, I was like, oh, sweet. I mean, I, I'm so excited just because I know that coming into episode eight, it's Ryan Johnson's show. He's directing it. And uh, he wrote it for the most part. I'm sure he got help with the uh, JJ and Cassidy and whoever else needed to help him, you know, keeping everything straight. But it's gonna be different. This is gonna be so. And the last Jedi, it's definite finality to it. Definite, there's you know, no misconceptions. Something's gonna happen. This is the end of something, beginning of something else. But the that that's the analytical part of my brain. My lizard brain was like, what the hell? This uh, is this. It sounds too much like The Last Samurai,
0: <laughs> <Yes>. and
2: <laughs> with the yeah with the past on how like samurai films kind of influence how you know Jedi's kind of are portrayed, right? Uh, I, I can't help but think that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Dances with Jedi, maybe I guess yeah. I don't I don't well, really know.
0: You know, not only that, you look at movies like The Hidden Fortress, right, which mm. Star Wars is heavily influenced by, and even to some extent, maybe Seven Samurai. And like mm-hmm. you said, like the the, the kind of uh, mythology of Jedi's a little is definitely influenced by samurai culture in some in some aspects. Right. So, it's not
2: straight. It's not the straight bushido code, but it's pretty close.
0: So I'm wondering, like, where exactly does Tom Cruise pop up in this film? That is my <laughs> question. And is he going to be running awkwardly at some point? Because that seems to happen. In every Tom Cruise film, I feel like it's a yeah. thing that's in his contract. He has to be running <laughs> all the time, every time in every film. Marcus, what do you think about Last Jedi? What is that? How does that make you feel? What do you think that means for the franchise moving forward?
1: I, I'll be honest with you. When I heard Last Jedi, well, first, I just, there were like new titles out. I clicked the link, saw Last Jedi, and I screamed like a little girl <laughs> because I love Star Wars. Yeah. And hmm. You know, like, I know a lot of people were psychoanalyzing what was going on, like, what's going to happen. I don't, I, honestly, I don't care what, I don't care if it's Luke fighting Rey. I don't care if it's Kylo fighting Luke. I don't care if BB-8's going to run around with his lighter lighting shit on fire. All <laughs> like, I just want some Star Wars stuff, like, every every new Star Wars thing comes out, it, it's so good since Disney's taken over. I mean, yeah, since Disney's taken over, they just brought it to a whole new level, and, like, the fandom... And I'm I'm glad they're doing every year there's something in December. Because right. that's basically like my new Christmas. I'm just waiting like for the what I just need the next Star Wars. I'm like, I'm waking up just thinking about the next Star Wars. All I want is Star Wars. So <laughs> so I mean I didn't I didn't really cycle analyze it. Yeah. I, I had a lot of my buddies call me and they were like, what do you think about it? And I was like, it's Star Wars. We're gonna be Star Wars fans, so we're gonna hate it and then we're gonna watch it and we're gonna love it. Like, at that's the a, end of the day that's that's what we do
0: that is it that is that is totally the mo uh, and yeah you're right and, and we live in this culture now especially with YouTube and and stupid podcasts like this one where <laughs> where we nitpick everything and we break everything down and we look at it again and again and we try to hyper you know hyper analyze everything but sometimes like you're right at the end of the day it's just about enjoying it. Or not enjoying it in the case of like I don't know BVS or Suicide Squad. I'm um, <laughs> not not gonna let that, it go. Not gonna let it go. <laughs> it is 2017. Mark, I'm still holding on so tight to my anger for those films. But <laughs> but you're right. I think like,
2: I think Marcus had a pretty good point. Like uh, comparing, especially with Christmas. Uh, what that's what we're doing right now. We know there's a there's a present right there. We're shaking that box.
0: Yeah. We can't help. that. Yeah. That's that's good imagery. <laughs> I, and I love that that's what they're doing, too. I like that now it's, like, a thing that happens in December. It's, like, a, it's a thing to look forward to. There's, you know, Disney is so smart about this. Uh, yeah, they're a machine. And, yes, they don't take a lot of risks for the most part. And same thing with the Marvel films. But, man, it is a well-oiled machine. And it's really good at making entertaining product. And... Uh, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, all we have is the title so far, but I think, I, and I like that it's kind of ominous, like you said, Chris. Like there's definitely a a finality to it. Uh, like some bad shit's gonna go down in this film, mm. right? It's it's gonna be a little Empire esque, maybe. And by the way, just I know I'm not I'm like preaching to the choir here, but Ryan Johnson is I think the perfect guy to do a movie called The Last Jedi, like. I just that that he that's in his wheelhouse I feel
2: um, yeah he's not afraid to he's not afraid to get right into a series and uh, make bold moves like with Breaking Bad or um, try something completely or not completely try something little different with like Looper so yeah Looper I'll or like even
0: uh, I think he did Brick um, yeah and Brick is great too like Brick is real that movie's a trip if you guys haven't seen Brick I highly recommend Brick um
2: there's one more thing I had um, yeah. on the internet. Uh, they have uh, kind of already th- thought about the ninth episode's title, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be um, "From a Nap." <laughs> Star Wars episode nine, "From a Nap." So it would be "The Force Awakens," "The Last Jedi," "From a Nap." <laughs> Oh, that's to get out of here. That's terrible. We're all we're all we're all getting swerved. We're all getting it swerved. It's
1: like, like a great children's series. I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's I actually I here. I'm, it's gonna, gonna be, I'm gonna read you the last Jedi from a nap again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna kick off a whole series of those golden books. uh, oh, oh. Series. <laughs> uh my language, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking they're gonna call the ninth one a new New Hope. <laughs> they're just gonna pander they're gonna pander so hard to the nostalgic fan base, just a new new hope. We're just gonna give you what you guys want. We're not even gonna make this difficult for you. Um, okay, so it's like switching gears to something else that came out very recently, and I'm real happy that we get to talk about this. Cause as much as Star Wars follows a formula and as much as like the Marvel films, the MCU films follow a formula to an extent And I guess the DC films sort of follow a formula of despair and... (coughs) (laughs) Zack Snyder. (coughs) Yeah, I mean... uh, Anyway, I need to stop... I I should stop disparaging on the DCEU. I can't. I can't do it. Maybe Powerless will change my mind. We'll see. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, But but this movie, this movie that's coming out soon, in, in about a month, actually, about a month and a half... Uh, Logan, we get we get the newest Logan trailer that really features a lot of the I believe it's going to be the Laura Kenny character. I think that's what her name is going to be in it, which is X 23 in the comic book. Uh, she's the little girl. Uh, you know, if you're doing the last of us analogy, she's the, she's the little girl. Uh, <laughs> but this film with this trailer, uh, just the tone of it looks like it is breaking away from the X-Men formula that Fox has kind of stuck to through thick and thin for the last 15 years. Uh, this this movie with this trailer, to me, shows that they are taking a bold step away from the things that we've seen before. And if this is, in fact, going to be Hugh Jackman's last uh, film as Wolverine, they're, they're kind of going for broke. They're going for, for a totally different uh, vibe... Marcus, let me ask you, what did you think of the Logan trailer? What especially stuck out to you that, that, that either made you excited or maybe a little weary of maybe what's
1: to come in that film? The first first the the very first thing is I want to just give a hand to the Hollywood execs that finally realized little girls can be badass.
0: Awesome. It seems
1: like it seems like there was no little girl sci fi um, shows, movies, books, and then all of a sudden, you know, Stranger Things hit, and everybody was like, "Whoa, mm. this is awesome!" Yeah. And now this X twenty three, yeah, I mean, she's kicking some serious ass in these trailers. Yeah. And the music to go with her, I mean, it 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 just takes it to a new level because it's the uh, it's the oh shit moment, right? Like when something something happens that's not supposed to happen, and everybody stops and says, "Oh shit!"
0: Yeah. So you see mm. this
1: little you know girl eating Cheetos and stuff, and then all of a sudden she throws that cashier, and you're yeah. like, "Oh shit!" So I mean, I, that's my aspect of it. That's why I'm gonna watch it because I like the diversity they're introducing, and I I, I hope that it stays, that it stays along those lines. That they you know um, stuff like this keeps coming out. Yeah. You know as you know as being a boy, you know we had our heroes growing up. Um, yeah, you know, we got He-Man, Transformers, and yeah, <laughs> um,
0: I was Rocketeer. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay, Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, and that's a really great point. Uh, I think you could also add to the list, Hit Girl, right? Uh, yeah. From yes. especially from the first Kick Ass film, but that's even that is still a very new trend, and and I hadn't even thought about Stranger Things, but that is a great point. I love that we're seeing that. Like, it's not just the guys and the boys kicking ass. Um, you know, it's this little girl is maybe more vicious than Wolverine is, uh, the way it's portrayed in the trailer. And that's awesome to me, Chris. What did you think of the trailer? What, anything stick out for you?
2: Um, uh, let me see. Uh, the last scene that has uh, Patrick Stewart saying like she's nine years old and I'm fucking ninety or whatever he says. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just I mean, if if the other previous f bombs in the trailer didn't already cement the fact. Oh, and the, all the blood gushing from heads, that uh, that was gonna be rated R. It's just. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for following Deadpool's lead. I mean, m- these comic book movies can be whatever you might, whatever you want them to be. I mean, uh, I think we keep up bringing up uh, Winter Soldier as like the big kind of uh, breakaway from uh, just being you know kind of um, you know a nice kind of house style, but it's like a, it's a spy thriller. So this one definitely make whatever you want with this movie. Uh, it's the last, it's the last Gasper Wolverine. So I think um, making it as hard as you want. It's going to be great. It's going to pay off.
0: It, You know, I'm going to – and I'm probably not the first person by any means to, to bring these movies up in reference to Logan. It kind of has um, like a weariness about it that reminded me of Children of Men Yeah. Uh, with Clive yeah. Owen, right? It, it's got that kind of feel to it and then a little bit of like Mad Max. Uh, Hmm. and and, I mean you know what I mean so like I feel like it's like this hero's journey but like it's bleak it's heavy like he's done he's tired he's just wants out whatever (laughs) that means he doesn't have to win he can die kind of doesn't matter like he just wants out and um I think that's a really interesting story to tell with within the superhero genre like you said I don't think that's something we've really seen yet um I'm really hoping it's going to be good. It looks like it's going to be good. I am also excited that it's going to be rated R. Uh, just for me personally, the the th- the oh shit moment for me was at the, like kind of toward the end of the trailer. Wolverine like lunges at some dudes in like a forest, and then X twenty three like she jumps off of his back. And then like lunges even further, and I'm like, yes, like, (laughs) "Mm, I want to see that. I want to see it. It's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be great. Um, So I thought we, you know, we are some spoiled nerds here, man. Like 2017. (laughs) Uh, In terms of, I I did go. Yeah, I did like
1: the uh, X Men shout out when he's going through that X Men book, Mm -hmm. and you know, because I'm a super nerd. I was like, what book is that? I want to own it. So I started looking, and it turns out those books are – the book that he's flipping through is uh, is actually a fake book. Right, they're they custom. The ri- yeah, they couldn't use a Marvel – well, because they're not, I guess
0: oh. – Because it's not Marvel, because they don't – like, Marvel yeah. owns the rights to Marvel Comics. So yeah, they so shoot. they
1: couldn't use the actual Marvel books. Interesting. <laughs> so I was like – I was a little let down about that. Yeah, that would have been cool. You know, that's the nerd in me picking, picking, picking so, like, the – smallest thing in it, the trailer, and be like, aw. But here, you know what? Here's a
0: theory that I actually read somewhere. Uh, and I don't remember where I read it. At, sorry, I wish I could give the source. But they were basically stating that what if... Because, I mean, we've had like 15-plus years of X-Men films at this point, right? There's a lot of continuity jumping. There's time travel. I mean, there's just a lot of shit going on with their continuity. So what I read was that somebody kind of proposed this idea that what if all the movies that we've seen up to this point, up to Logan, were the comic book versions of what really happened in the Logan universe?
1: Huh. Oh, that's
0: Cause, a good theory. Because he even says in the trailer, he's like, uh, 25% of this shit happened and it didn't happen like this. Like when he's looking through the comic book. Mm-hmm. And I think you see real quick a picture of him in like a, a costume, right in in the comic in the movie. And so I was like, man, that would be really cool if they did that like i think I think that would be a really cool idea, even if they're not if they don't overtly say it, but if all of the stories that we've seen in movie form were really just adaptations of these comic books within this universe uh i am going to roll no too much i'm gonna
1: go ahead and roll with that i'm just gonna believe what i want to believe say, <laughs> there this you is, go this is this is now true and i'm gonna <laughs> tell all, all my friends like this is this is what you should believe because i like the x-men and everything before this has been trash oh so- hot take <laughs> tell me
0: how you really so- feel
1: <laughs> so in order in order to uh to uh continue i'm just gonna roll with hey you know what it was all it was all a dream it was the dream sequence it
0: was it was just all it was the all co- it was all the writers and artists of the of that of logan's universe making comic books uh <laughs> i think it's a cool idea i'm not saying that that's what it is i obviously have no idea but it's it's a no cool, a, it's no cool thing to think about. that's what it is that's Okay. is it lock it, it in that's it's locked what's gonna happen it's locked down all right um so, okay, I think it's safe to say that we're all pretty jazzed about Logan. I, I hope it's going to be great. Another film, whenever this actually comes out, you know, and I, I say this, not trying to be pessimistic here, I feel like they're much kind of like the Gambit movie, unfortunately. This might, this movie um, might not actually come out. And you know what? I guess in terms of what we're going to be talking about here, now would be a good time to jump into the car, go down the highway, Find our favorite little uh, place to get a little bit of dessert, maybe some coffee or some tea. Uh, it's Friday, so maybe a margarita or two. Who knows? I'm, of course, talking about Casting Corner. And that's, of course, the segment where we start talking about various casting rumors and things of that nature uh, revolving you know, around all these comic book uh, properties, TV shows and films. So the movie I'm talking about, totally belabored the point is green lantern core um so this film is supposed to be slated on the back end of the dceu slate i want to say it's like 2020 ish um they, they definitely haven't even broken ground on this one yet i really think like justice league has to do well wonder woman has to do well Aquaman and Flash like all of those films need to do well in order for this movie to even come out and you know things shift and move around all the time so maybe that maybe this one doesn't even make it to the light of day we don't know but what we do know is that apparently they have a master actor list that they're looking for in terms of Hal Jordan some of the names on the list Jake Gillenhall or Gyllenhaal um Tom Cruise. Uh, who else? I should have. I should have put the list in front of me. The, Army the, Hammer. Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Uh, from the Lone uh, Ranger. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Uh, Joe McHale from Community. Th- Ryan Reynolds.
1: And Ryan Reynolds. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Ryan Reynolds. Who? Was, the first two were great, right? So they were like, we should bring Ryan Reynolds back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, by the way, that that um.
0: If I'm not mistaken, the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds, Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be in the Christopher Nolan DC universe. I think they're supposed to be in the same universe, technically, yeah. (laughs) But it just did so poorly, and it was such a shit show that they were like, nah, nope, just forget it. It's not a thing. So I think think what's funny about this, I mean, obviously with the Ryan Reynolds, uh, like what, like first of all, if I'm Ryan Reynolds and I've got the Deadpool property and how much fun that is and how much freedom Fox is giving him to kind of do as he sees fit with that particular franchise, I don't know why you would ever leave that to to jump into the mess that is the DCEU. I think you can cross his name off the list right off the bat. Some of the other yeah, news... that's
2: that's the uh, that's some executive's uh, twisted sense of humor coming through. Yeah, maybe,
0: maybe. <laughs> uh, it's so, it was one of those things that he blurted out while he, he's doing a line of coke, right? Like he just <laughs> just a, right mad, him! A, a mad fever pitch, a mad fever uh, dream. <laughs> but let me ask you, uh, Chris. I'll ask you first. Of those names does anybody stick out to you as somebody you would like to see in a Green Lantern horror film, either as Hal Jordan or maybe even a different character?
2: Um, let me see here. That's, man, you're looking at a hefty price tag with Tom Cruise, uh, and dude's long in the teeth. Not just tooth, he's long in the teeth. Um, You know what? I actually, I wouldn't mind Joe McHale. Yeah. Come and think I mean, of it. Th- um, because I'm th- I'm thinking of the, because if, if DC, DC, please go back to your comics, go back to your comics and, <laughs> you know, dig, dig those graves up and get those bones out because those are good bones. Um, I'm thinking like if the, if the Green Lantern Corps movie was made up like the Green Lantern Corps, the, the Green Lantern Marine Corps in Red Sun, that would be amazing. Uh, okay. I could definitely see I could definitely Joe see. McHale playing that like weathered, kind of beaten down type of Hal Jordan, yeah. who the government kind of props up and has him lead lead a bunch of green lanterns so I, I, well, lo- I mean in that in that continuity is to go fight Superman.
0: I but. love the no like I feel like this is gonna be your thing from now on that you're just gonna constantly bring up red sun <laughs> As, and I'm not I'm not even mad at it because that story is fantastic. Uh, I just love that you keep bringing it up. Uh, that's no, well, I mean, yeah. It,
2: it, the thing about Red Son was that it, it played up everybody else other than Superman so so much better than any other thing has been done in the past couple years, so yeah, it, it's great. I like it.
0: It's great, uh, Marcus. W- out of those names, does uh, do any of those names just to the ones that we discussed? Anyone stick out? Anyone that you would like to see on the big screen in a Green Lantern core film? I I want to
1: see Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. just because. It has the potential to be really great or fantastically bad. You know, (laughs) Batman and Robin bad. Oh! Superman 3 bad. Yeah. Superman Superman 4 bad, yeah. (laughs) Superman 4 bad. Well, see, see, there's bad unenjoyable, and there's bad where it's so bad that it becomes great. You know, Superman 3, uh, Richard Pryor kind of carried that and made it great, even though it was horrible, right? Yeah and you know Batman with the nipples oh um from Batman and Robin <laughs> yeah, Joel Schumacher yeah <laughs> that's just a fun movie but then you get you know you can get to bad bad like the the you know the Fantastic Four movie that oh yeah it's just unwatchable <laughs> yep so yeah. totally unwatchable I, i'm hoping with Jake with Jake it would either be good or it would be funny bad okay so. i can see that i can see that
0: <laughs> no i think I mean, I'm pretty sure DC just wants it to be good. I don't think that they kind of think in that. In that in
2: <laughs> they that made way. Suicide Squad. But, yeah, you never know.
0: Um, okay, so let me open the floor to both of you, and just you, anyone that wants to shout a name out, feel free. Not not the names that we just talked about. Just any other actor or even you know actress, who is there? Anybody that you just bam? Like I say, Green Lantern Corps, and you're like, that's this is who needs to be in that film. Uh, either one of you guys. Any anybody? Any names? I, hmm. I know.
1: They yeah. should take Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks and do a Chip movie. <laughs> and oh call right, it what it is? Yeah, it's Chip, right? Yeah. <laughs> just just take Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Right. Give him superpowers. Call him Chip, and put the movie out. That's gonna be great for everybody
0: you know what if they actually did that as like a kids film that could totally work i'm not even joking i don't think they have the like imagination to do that i know no i know they don't have the imagination to do that (laughs) but like if they were to try to think outside the box you could do that you could put mogo in there the planet Crypto. crypto you could do the um the, or like maybe even some of the Sinestro core, Like you could do that one thing that's like a bug. He's like a little insect. I can't think of what his name is. You could put LaFries in there. Uh, or you, there's just a bunch of other characters you could do, and I think that could be really fun. Actually, that they won't do it. Um, I would let's see. <laughs> I, I would like to see. I can't. You know, and I, this sucks because I can't think of. I can't think of what the character's name is. She is. The original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, the guy with, like, the magician's cape, uh, that Green Lantern, she's, like, his granddaughter, I think. I can't think of what her name is, but I would like to see Aubrey Plaza play that character. Hmm. Uh, uh,
1: I would like to see Aubrey Plaza play every character.
0: There you go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Aubrey is great. Uh, I, I wish I... I I'm not going to look it up right now, uh, but... Yeah, it's it's Alan Scott's like granddaughter. She's also a Green Lantern Corps member. I just think Aubrey Plaza would be able to do it, uh, do it justice. Hmm. Uh, also, you know who I'd like to see? I don't know who you could get to to play. Maybe Jake Gyllenhaal or Jake Gyllenhaal actually. But the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, the 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 one that came out like in the mid to late nineties, and he was the Green Lantern that took over for Hal Jordan, and he like. Loved listening to Nine Inch Nails in the comic book. Uh, I would like to see that character on screen. I don't know. I don't know how how wide and expansive of a character or a roster list this Green Lantern Corps is going to have, but that would be cool to see. Um, any other final thoughts on Green Lantern Corps? Are we pretty good? I feel like we've covered it. Yeah. Cool. All right. So here's some wild speculative thing, and this isn't even like a story. It's literally just a picture. But because we're in America and this is 2017, this is kind of how things roll nowadays. uh, People are losing their shit over this picture. And it's a picture of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and Pierce Brosnan. Hmm. Okay, but why would the three of them be together? Well, uh, you know, people are talking about, you know, Ryan Reynolds is obviously Deadpool and Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. And they're really good, they're really good buddies. They're really good mates, you know. Off screen, is maybe Hugh Jackman gonna be in Deadpool Part Two? Oh, maybe as a cameo. I know he said he wasn't gonna do it anymore, but if Ryan Reynolds like asked him real nice, with a cherry on top, he might do it. Okay, now I'm in. I'm I can believe that. But Pierce Brosnan, huh? Why would he be there? Everyone is is wondering. And then people are like, "Oh no, wait! Is it possible that he's Cable? Wow! Um, you know, the thing is, we've been we've talked in previous episodes who could be Cable. Uh, we Kyle Chandler at one point from Friday Night Lights was brought up as a front runner. In fact, it's 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 rumored that Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool One, left because they didn't actually want to use Kyle Chandler, and he didn't. You know, that's not what he wanted." Um, but Pierce Brosnan, huh? I, you know, honestly, I don't really know how to feel about that. I still don't know. Uh, let me ask you first, Marcus. How do you feel if I told you that when Deadpool two comes out, you're getting Deadpool and Cable, one of the biggest dynamic duos in comic book history, at least modern comic book history, but Pierce Brosnan's
1: going to be Cable. How do you feel about that? What do you think? When when I first, when I first heard it, I, I, I had to go play GoldenEye, right? Because that yeah. was my video game. Amazing so first game. I turned... I, I had zero thought on it. Went to go play some GoldenEye. Came back, and then I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I just—I <laughs> I just... I, I just don't... Maybe it's just me that has this problem with Pierce Bronson, but I just don't like him. Is, is that fine to say? Yeah, Can say no. I you could... Like look,
0: we're all about opinions here. <laughs> Feel free. The hotter the and tape, the better.
1: You know, so... so I don't even have a valid argument for why I don't like it. <laughs> I just, I just don't like it. And maybe if he's in the movie, um, I maybe he'll be good. Maybe he'll be bad. I, I think that I think Deadpool is going to be carried by Ryan Reynolds regardless. It, mm. it doesn't even matter who else is in that movie. Ryan Reynolds is nailing Deadpool. So I mean, of course, we'll go watch it. But I, I mean, I'm neutral on it. I, I'll watch it. No, I no, stay, like stay with Brosnan. the hot take. Pierce Brosnan should die. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan Before he, he becomes ass, There you no, go I just... <laughs> a... No like I I, I I just don't like him I just don't like Maybe I don't like his face
2: <laughs> Maybe he
1: Maybe Maybe he's his teeth Are too straight I, I don't know Who wants I to just, go on
0: Twitter Marcus is calling his shot <laughs> He doesn't like Pierce Brosnan's face Okay He doesn't like his face Cash me outside How about that
1: It'll throw some of that British charm at me. I don't know. I don't know how susceptible I
0: am
2: to that because yeah. no one's ever thrown British charm at me. Yeah. Will I be able to to ward it off? I don't know. that's the James Bond it. level charm.
0: You might. You, yeah. He's Yeah. You might succumb to it. We all might. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Chris, how do you feel about Pierce browsing his Cable? You're. I know you're a huge uh, Cable Deadpool fan. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know if he can get big enough. Like <laughs> the appearance of Cable <laughs> compared to Deadpool, he's just Cable's a mountain of a man. Yeah, I don't think Pierce Brosnan at, at his age can can get jacked like that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I'm. I'm all for the. I, I would love to see how how it how it would play off uh Cable. Just if he was like completely ill suited for the job, that'd be even better. Uh, so Deadpool would completely riff on that like uh, fourth wall breaking style. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I don't know. It's he's too kinda spelt. He's uh Right. So
0: let me let me pitch a little scene for you and I want you I'm gonna pitch a scene and I want you to tell me the likelihood of this scene being included in the film. Mm. Okay. Deadpool meets Cable for the first time, looks straight at the camera and goes, Huh, I thought he'd be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. That, that's that. I already sold it. See. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that would they? But that's in right. Like they would have to. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right with you though. I don't know. It's so. I don't know how to feel about this. I. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw Pierce Brosnan in a film. It might have been one of the Bonds. Might have been the Thomas Crown Affair.
2: I think it's Mrs. Doubtfire for me.
0: <laughs> I just. I don't know. It's so. I literally just don't know how I feel. It's real strange. Um, I guess we'll see. And the funny thing about all of this is, it's all conjecture. We we have no idea. It was just a picture. They could have just been fucking around. Like
1: nobody nobody knows. Maybe they were just. I just realized. I just realized why I don't like Pierce Bronson.
0: Okay, I want to hear this.
1: He's still Robin Williams' girl. Mm. Like yep. Robin Williams is my boy, right? He's the genie. Yeah, he's Peter Pan. Yeah, this is like my best friend in the world. Yeah. and Pierce Bronson, <laughs> Mr. CEO, girl. He stole his yeah. woman. <laughs> that's why he had to dress like a nanny and like take care of his kids because Pierce Bronson over there putting that British charm on his woman. There you that's go. That's, there I'm, there I'm it is. It all makes sense Bronson.
0: now. So good. So good. I like
1: so... this. I get to come. Talk about comics and get a little therapy in my life. There right
0: go. That's what we're all about here at Comic Book Characters. What's stop, stop? <laughs> Come for the comics, stay for the therapy. That's, that's we're working. We're, we're like. working out
2: issues. Comic book issues. Oh, get oh. out
0: of here, <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. I, you know, honestly, I don't know if this. I guess this is considered a casting corner thing. Um, so we recently got word of kind of who's going to be included or who's confirmed for the MCU film Avengers Infinity War uh, it's probably faster just to go over the people that are not included if you just take everybody in the MCU films up to this point right with like the um, Mark Ruffalo version of Hulk um, and they're all just everybody that's in it Guardians, Ant-Man, the Avengers, well everybody Okay, but the people that are but, not... don't don't
2: don't forget my homeboy. Don't don't you forget the Mister Wong. Oh,
0: uh, no, yeah, no, he's god. <laughs> every time, man. Every, every I feel like every time you do that impression, we lose well, another you know, listener. I I
2: have to go back because, you know, maybe casting uh, Tilda Swinton as the the uh, the ancient, ancient one was, you know, maybe. Maybe that was out of step, but I mean, um, maybe seeing two wongs will make a white. Ah,
0: uh, there goes another one. That <laughs> listenership is just dropping like the stock market right now. Um, so the Sad. people, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the people that are not confirmed as of yet. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to list these people, and I'm going to ask each of you of these people. Who, if you could just pick one to be in this, who would you like to see in Avengers Infinity War if you could only pick one character? Uh, We've got the Defenders from Netflix. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Each of those separately. Uh, Phil Coulson or any of the agents from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maria Hill, Jane Foster, Pepper Potts, Betty Ross, Thunderbolt Ross, and Ghost Rider, also from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Chris, of those characters, who would you, if you could only pick one, who would you pick to to insert into the Avengers Infinity War film? Oh,
2: man. Uh, it has to be Coulson. Um, it would it would bring the entire, uh, you know, he's back. So the callback to Avengers. Um, I already have the dialogue in my head. It's, it's He, he kind of pops in the scene and he starts talking and everybody kind of just looks at him slack and then... Uh, he says, hey, Tony, and then uh, Tony Stark- starts going, uh, uh, With the I thought you, with the thing and the stabbing, and then Colson goes, yeah, me too, and then uh, they move on.
0: Kevin Feige, hire this man. He will punch up your <laughs> script. He will punch it up, Russo <laughs> brothers. Get Chris, the creator Gosset, is on your payroll. I, I love it. I love that idea, uh, Marcus, of the character's, that I just named. Who would you like to pick and insert into Avengers Infinity War?
1: I want to say Nicholas Cage is Ghost Rider, but Ooh. I know he wasn't on that list. Right. We so got, I'm, gonna the go. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go Gabriel Luna. I'm gonna go. It'd have to be Jessica Jones, just because I think. She, I mean, I think she's the only one that can actually fight at all. The. the I mean, Maria Hill. She could. She can. Uh, she can direct. Right. Luke Cage is big, sure. Um, But I think Jessica Jones would be the the ultimate um, asset to the team. Yeah. At least you know fighting Thanos because Thanos is all monsters as can be. Yeah. So I, I and plus I mean I really like the Jessica Jones series and I want more Jessica Jones. So. Well, I, that's yeah, my I, own. <laughs> I think we're getting to
0: season two, so think you know we'll have that to look forward to. But yeah, no, that's an excellent choice as well uh for me oh no okay so this is just like realistically i have no real reason no reason at all <laughs> right but just here we in, go in my heart of hearts chris i think you know where i'm going with this yep fits baby more fits <laughs> get take fits <Yeah>. from <laughs> agent to seal maybe fitz and simmons they're kind of a, the thing like a pair bring both of them in Have Tony need to to get in touch with people on the ground on Earth while they're fighting in space. And maybe Fitz and Simmons have to, like, triangulate some kind of communicative tower to get everybody on the same page. Or whatever. Just more Fitz.
2: Or they just give him a tricked-out SHIELD Iron Man suit. There
0: you go. There you go. The Fitz Fitz suit. The Fitz suit. The Fitz fracas Suits. He's he's ready to go, ready to join the practice Uh, yeah, I know it's unrealistic. There's no way that's gonna happen, but <laughs> I just uh, want more. Uh, you know, I want more Fitz and Fitzsimmons. Uh, stuff. I like it. I'm a fan. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I I think that covers us for casting corner. I mean, technically, I don't even know if that counted. The last one, because we didn't really. It's not any new rumors, but whatever. Uh, say goodbye, Casting Corner. We'll catch you next time. Casting Corner. Ooh, that was real off-key, guys. Real off-key. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's why I do a talk talk podcast and not, like, a karaoke bar. Um. Anyway. Okay, so this is actually pretty timely, and it's a definite departure from things that we've been talking about earlier, and, and what I mean by that is... We might actually talk positively about a DC property television show slash movie. Uh, I'm talking about <laughs> Powerless, the new NBC sitcom that's going to be debuting this next week. I want to say it's on either Tuesday or Thursday. It's, it's definitely next week, and it's right after yeah. It's right after Superstore, which if you're not watching Superstore, it's fantastic. It's like Walmart. It's like if you work at Walmart. It's pretty funny. It's good stuff. America Frere is in it. She's hilarious. Um, But Powerless, which has a ton of people in it. Uh, It's got Danny Pudi from Community and Ron Funches and Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical, I think. And Alan Tudyk is like the main guy. And he actually plays Bruce Wayne's cousin. Which is weird. He's the CEO of a company, uh, or a division of Wayne Tech, I guess, where they develop um, inventions to help protect people uh, whenever there's like these superhero battles going on in the in the DC universe. So the thing about this show, and we watched the trailer for it. Trailers, it's got a real light-hearted feel. It's a comedy. It's a sitcom comedy, and. It's so different from Batman versus Superman and so different from Suicide Squad. I'm really not sure how it's going to function if it were in the same universe as like Supergirl or Arrow or Flash. I feel like it would I could do like in my mind I could make that jump, but this is way more than a jump. This is a giant leap to me. Uh Marcus you you got to take a little sneak peek on the trailer for Powerless. D- do you think this is something that audiences are going to gravitate toward and accept? Uh, or do you think I'm just maybe thinking about it too much? Do you think it's just going to be fun on its own and just something
1: for people to watch week to week? I mean, I'm in for two dick, but don't, don't say that like five times. Yeah. <laughs> aren't, aren't we all? Wink. <laughs> uh it looked fun i i you know i in there not knowing what it was i thought it was marvel property thing powerless that has um marvel characters without powers so that's what i was expecting to see and i saw something totally different but i'm on board it, it it looked good it seemed to be you know funny and take a less serious side of of of, of comics a less serious side and for dc to take like a lighter take i, I don't know how it's gonna work but it it does look good it it I mean, I might watch it, and it's a total heap of fire, but it, it it looks good based on the trailer. It looks pretty great. It is definitely
0: a departure from what they're doing on the film side. So, but you know, that's what we've been asking for, right? Like we've been saying, yep. quit taking yourself so fucking seriously, uh, DC, and 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 have some fun with this. Like they're funny books, you know. Like have some fun, Chris. What do what are your what are your thoughts on Barrels?
2: Um, I think. Uh... I was I was actually really, really happy with the trailer. Really happy kind of how it looks. Um, yeah, stylistically, it's definitely where it needs to be, I think. You know, with the bright colors, everything popping out. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely kind of centered around these characters. More of an office setting type uh, introduction to the super-powered world. Um, but, I, yeah, the biggest thing that gave me kind of a moment of pause was just the NBC logo at the end of the trailer, man. It, NBC has not had a good track record. With these new properties that they keep trying to promote. yeah, um, so like you were saying, if it was on like CW or something like that, it might you know it might have a chance. You, you but, know, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No no, I was just gonna say NBC, their execs. they need to kind of realize that this is a real stepping off point, and they can actually do a lot of uh, a lot of cool things, I think. I mean, especially with Ron Funches and Danny Putty kind of uh, anchoring the comedy side of it, it's gonna be good.
0: They definitely, they definitely have some talent in this cast, and you actually, you said something uh, that I want to touch on. That it kind of had like this office feel to it, mm. and I, and I got that too. I would feel a lot better about this show if the guys behind the office, like Greg Daniels and and Mike Shore, if they mm. were behind this show. I, I think that's maybe a missed opportunity. We'll see how well the show does but i think if you could have gotten the guys who did the office who did parks and rec to develop this show i think you would have had a definitive home run um, yeah
2: that, that that would be really really good as it stands we have the director who was uh who did some Reno nine eleven nine nine one one. Uh, children's Hospital. Reno 911
0: is a totally different.
2: Yeah, <laughs> show. yeah, it, it was a dark, dark day in Reno's history. Oh man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it has that director. Yeah. And Ben Queen, uh, the writer for A to Z and Cars too. Um, yeah, I working. Actually- actually a- yeah a- z-
0: working behind the camera a to a- z was a short-lived show on abc uh i watched the entire thing i liked it i'm a sucker for those kind of shows there was like a little quirky kind of romantic comedy show w- with like a little bit of magical realism elements in it that was pretty neat um but that got canceled so uh, cars too uh, but- i but no but you know, let's see. We'll get you know. We'll obviously uh, watch the episode, and then we'll come back on the on you know on the podcast, and either sing its praises or just throw it on the heap of everything else that, uh, that DC seems to touch. I hope it's good. Uh, another tire to the tire fire pile. <laughs> yeah, and that fire is <laughs> never going out. Okay, uh, let let's jump in real quick because I definitely want to give Marcus a lot of a lot of time to discuss what he's what he's up to. Uh, real quick, uh, we'll touch on a couple of things. This is just kind of neat. This is kind of a neat thing that just happened. Apparently, there's a, co- a councilman in California by the name of Lan Diep. Diep? D-I-E-P. Diep? Uh, uh. Oh, Jep. Jep. Okay. And he was sworn in not using his, a Bible, which is traditionally is what is used, but rather his captain america shield and there was video of this
2: oh wow. and it
0: is a baller ass shield first of all i mean that thing looks legit it is dope as well dope as fuck it's real nice uh it's a real <laughs> nice looking shield and he's there he's there in this like courtroom doing the oath with the shield it, it's it's a really interesting it i mean you know ig and i used to talk about this all the time about just what a different world we live in in terms of being a nerd, right? And how just mainstream everything is. You go out to the mall or to a theme park or, you know, anywhere, and you see all these people, like kids, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, anybody wearing, like, Avengers shirts, wearing X-Men shirts, wearing Superman shirts, or Batman or Joker or Harley Quinn. I mean, just like one in every three or four people has got something. And man, so not only is is this hobby something that you used to hide from, hide from your friends in high school, like people that you liked and that liked you back, you did not tell them. Nowadays, you've got a guy who's being sworn in as a councilman in California and he brings his Captain American shield and people are like, cool. You know, I mean, obviously uh, there's a segment of the of the Internet that's like, what's wrong with this guy? Why wouldn't you use a Bible? God is going to smite him and so on and so forth. But there is also a lot of people that are in full support of this and really think it's cool that he decided to do this. It's definitely something different. Um, I, I mean, I, I'll, I love I'll, it. Yeah, I'll ask your thoughts really quickly on it. What, what did you think?
1: Uh, right off the back, I, I loved it. I mean, the only thing that I was missing was him turning around. And punching a Nazi right in the face—that's <laughs> like, that's what he should have did. Or maybe somebody He's spouting off with...
0: alternate facts, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was awesome. Chris, uh, have you? Did you get to see the little um, clip of him doing it? It's 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 just wild to see that that's a real thing. Like,
2: yeah, I, I have not, but um, it just goes to show that, like you said, uh, our hobby is mainstream now.
0: I mean, it's it's, it's literally in politics. It literally is on a very, I mean, like on a smaller level, but it is there on a Uh, bigger level. I I think Hydra did take over at some point. (laughs) Oh, that is we could do a whole podcast about that. Uh, Hydra, Like, you know, just like, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, I, let's just say that it is not – it really makes sense now if you think about the Captain America storyline that's going on in the comics, that Captain America has been an agent of HYDRA this whole time. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, America is HYDRA. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Seems like they were they were pretty spot on with that story, story arc. <laughs> um, okay, last thing I want to touch on before we shift gears into this, this kind of like uh, the Marcus – it's not, a, it's not a Marcus minute. It's a Marcus moment that we're building toward. Very quickly, this was actually brought to me by a listener, and I do apologize because I can't it's find... It's time to go
2: in the way, way back machine. All the way back <laughs> 2013. Yeah,
0: well, here's the thing. I, Had to can't, hop in the DeLorean. I, I can't even find the person <laughs> that sent me this thing. So I feel bad about that, like, for real, guys. But it's a cool story. The thing is, it is a little weird because it is from 2013 but it's still something that I think is pretty neat and we'll talk about it real quick and then we'll I think Marcus will be able to kind of segue into his his moment here and that's that the first female artist to ever draw Batman again this is from 2013 <laughs> but i mean that's not that long ago considering the history of Batman and how long that's been around like since like i mean it's like 70 years 70 something years um Becky Cloonan Okay, got to do a Batman issue number 12 as a guest artist. First female ever to draw a Batman. And uh, but I got to read the article, and she, she kind of talks about how when she was four years old, her dad used to read Silver Surfer comics to her, and she loved it, and she always knew that this is what she wanted to do. And she uh, had been working in the comics business for like 10 years before she was able to get this gig doing the Batman thing, which is really cool. And you know, here on comic characters, we're always talking about inclusion, getting more people to the table, getting more voices, getting more diverse voices in the art, in the writing, in the editorial positions, and you know, in the publishing positions, uh, on the comic side especially. And I think, you know, these these women these women marches that were themed around women that happened recently, um, you know, show that that. The women definitely have a voice, and you know, on one hand, it kind of sucks that it took till twenty thirteen uh, for for Becky Cloonan to become the first Batman uh, female Batman artist, but she's definitely not going to be the last, and that's the important thing. Um, uh, do you guys? I'm I'm going to segue this into Marcus. So, Chris, real quick, if if do you have any thoughts on this? I know it's an old story; it's kind of weird. It actually was featured in the O Oprah magazine, which is also kind yeah. of cool. But, I mean, any other sentiments beyond what I what I just said?
2: No. Uh, anytime you want to talk about a redhead, it's fine by me. There you go. <laughs> Chris is misogynistic minute. No, nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um,
0: just, no, she's she, – yeah. But uh, I think it's so cool. I think it's real cool that, that she was given this opportunity. I mean, obviously, she earned it. It wasn't something that was just given to her. But like, Right. Um, she's a pro yeah, that, at that, this. That,
2: Hard work, definitely, (laughs) you can't get anywhere in uh, the world of art without the grind, the hard work, putting in the effort, so it's much earned.
0: Uh, I think Marcus is definitely going to be able to talk on that in just a second as well. So Marcus, what I wanted to ask you, beyond your thoughts of, of, of Becky specifically, is, you know, you do a lot of the convention circuit as a cartoonist and an artist, do you... Uh, over the years, do you feel like there is a larger um, group of women on the on the creative side that are that are participating in this, um, or is it relatively stayed the same? What do you What are your thoughts on just kind of what you've seen with your own eyes?
1: Um, pretty much, it it, it seems to fluctuate. I I can honestly say that it's it's still more men based. It's, it's band dominated. Yeah. But the women that are coming in, they're so strong. They're 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 some of the best artists out there. Especially some of the ones coming in as um as as indie artists. As yeah. Artists doing their own thing. Um, artists and artists alley. Some of like my personal uh, favorites. Um, you know Emily Rose. She's a local artist out of Dallas. She's really good. Um. There's, there was an artist I met here in um, San Antonio at the last Alamo City Comic Con. Uh, she goes by Ragamuff Pins. She makes uh, like pins, like lapel pins. And she's she's just amazing. Like her art is, it's on like the cute, creepy side, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, like just bottom out amazing. Um, Becky Coon definitely, she definitely did deserve to be on Batman. I mean, not quite honestly. Any book she wants to do, if you're an a editor, for DC or Marvel or image anywhere. And she comes to you with a book she wants to do. If you don't put it on your book, I mean, I, I don't understand why that's a missed opportunity, she... right? Yeah. Yeah. She is amazing. I know she did kill I know she did the mirror. Yeah. Um, Killjoys. She
0: Southern... Yeah.
1: She did Southern cross and she, uh, she did, um, the one I'm recently reading is, uh, uh, Gotham Academy. And like, that book is gorgeous. Like her, her work is just gorgeous. I've heard good things that, about that Gotham Academy. Uh, That kind of goes across the board, though. I mean, uh, Kunin's one of the women, like Fiona Staples. I know, um, sagas, obviously, yeah, sagas, right? Amazing. Um, my personal favorite because I'm a a Spider Man fan, um, for Ultimate Spider Man when it first came up, came about when Miles Morales took over. Um, Sarah Petrelli, I'm probably pronouncing that.
0: Yeah, I never know how to say her name either, and I love her, (laughs) and
1: yeah, yeah, she's she's amazing. So, I mean, um, it's it still is man dominated, um, but the women, I mean, to, quite honestly, they're they're smoking a lot of these guys out there. They're 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 amazing. Every every time I, I you know I go to a show and I meet you know one of the one of the artists if I'm meeting for the first time I kind of like glance through their work and right. so I'm I'm quite blown away by so many you know some of these newcomers coming in. They're they're uh, they're pretty great. I mean I'm I'm still considered I'm no, I'm no vet. You know, I've been doing shows since 2013, so I'm no vet myself, but, I mean, I'm watching these new people come in, and they're, they're I mean, they blow me away every single time. Cause, and, I you know, the the coolest part of it is they're not intimidated. And, like, they shouldn't be intimidated by men. And, like, they come into their strong personality, and their work has a voice. And that's, I think, as artists, that's one of the things you, you want. Like, you want to do your work that has your voice behind it. And I think women are uh, really awesome at catching that. You know, um, some of my favorite ones I follow on uh, Instagram, um, there's a girl named Jacqueline Del, Del Luna. And she's, 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 oh, De, Del Young D-E-L-E-O-N. Del De Leon, Del. right. And, yeah, she's out of Austin. And she's awesome. And then there's also, um, oh, I'm going to forget her name, but she just drew Gwenpool, and she's out of Austin.
0: Oh, um, I didn't know that. Okay, I didn't know she was. I know who you're talking about. I can't uh, name is, is slipping me as well. But I didn't know she was. She's based out of Austin.
1: Yeah, she's based out of Austin. Uh, what is her name? And she like she's amazing in herself. Um, Let's try to look at. So, there, there, there's definitely. Uh, I mean, they're they're definitely coming through. It, it's the thing about art. It's 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 a it's a level ground, right? Like you do what you do, and everybody. Um, you know, either you either you're coming in, um, you know, knowing what you're doing, or you don't know what you're doing, right? Like, there's no like, I'm a man so I draw better than you, or I'm a woman so I draw faster than you. There's none of that. It's right. It's it's a super level playing ground where everybody's kind of everybody starts at the same thing, drawing crappy pictures until you eventually it clicks in your head and you start drawing um, different like better things. Her name's Irene. I just got it. Irene. Okay yeah i still can't yeah, find it i'm not gonna <laughs> able to pronounce her that name but her first name is irene and she's actually drawing silk now so
0: okay cool yeah, which she... which is probably silk is probably going to be in the spider-man homecoming film so silk as a character if that is true is gonna blow up probably once that movie comes out um okay well hey i appreciate your thoughts on that and you're exactly the person i wanted to ask so i'm really think i appreciate you giving your thoughts um so, so you like you said you've been doing this uh, for a few years now since twenty thirteen. Really working the circuit, um, and I, I love your art style. Now, for those that you know, obviously this is a podcast, you can't see anything, but we'll throw some of Marcus's art up uh, on the page. So close we'll your the eyes and imagine Da Vinci. notes. <laughs> <laughs> but you you have a very unique aesthetic, um, in that it's. It's, it is cartoonish um, and it's playful. It's very playful uh, your art style. Uh, w- you know one of my favorites uh, this is when he first when I first saw your art is you used to do these like kind of like teddy bears <laughs> um, of like, uh, like like the Avengers of like Captain America or Hulk and so on. And it's just it's got a, a real playful warmth to it and um so i guess and i know we talked about this before but obviously not on the podcast but how do you develop your style like as an artist as a cartoonist what you know like you said that you you always get in uh you like when you see other artists who have a voice how did you find your
1: voice uh in terms of your art mostly you know drawing cartoons is is the best part of drawing cartoons is you just get to make it up, right? So so that was what really attracted to me. And, I, I you know, like like, like you said, I, I tend to get on the playful side. Like, I was drawing teddy bears for a while. And then um, I'm, I was drawing um, characters with their pets or their best friend. Mm-hmm. That was, like, my big thing for last year. And this year, my big thing is making things into ice creams, right? Right, so was, with your pens. I just – yeah i'm currently just i i just like to have fun as far as like how i found my 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 influences i guess i mean i'm influenced by a few different um different artists and you know honestly there's there's a saying it's like you know a uh, bad artist still from one artist and great artist still from plenty and i think i'm in that second second range because you know there's a big influence on me is you know scotty young is one of my big influences I right love scotty's work um growing up uh Bill Watterson, Calvin and Hobbes. Right,
0: Calvin and, that, and Hobbes.
1: That, that, yeah. I I
0: that have.
1: Was, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. I have one, one of your Calvin and Hobbes, Hobbes
0: prints, and I love it. It's it's the silhouette, of yeah Calvin, and then it's it, all, oh
1: I love that print so much. It was done after the uh, Mondo Star Wars prints. The right. Mondo Star Wars. For the what do you call? I saw those and I was like, man, I want to do something. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes like that, and that's that's where that idea came from. Yeah. That's the silhouette like... <laughs> uh, with uh
2: Calvin and Hobbes kind of walking on a log. Yeah. Is that Oh, I have that too. All right.
1: <laughs> well, thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like Watterson, That's one of my big um. Uh, uh, Sean Cheeks Galloway. Love Sean Keeks. I love his. He has this crazy imagination on how he sees things that are in an animated, like almost like you know. Almost um, Bruce Tim feel, right. but a lot more animated. Almost like a three D kind of, kind of, um, I guess a three D cartoon. How he kind of works things out and his his imagination is crazy good. Even though it's on a different spectrum, right? Uh, a more animated versus cartoon. Um, other guys like you know going back um, Tex Avery from I don't know, right. Doom Tunes, guys like that. Maurice syndic how he just kind of was sloppy with his work, but you know was still amazing. And he you know he wrote books and. He drew his book, so that's yeah, the World of Wild things are, of course. I mean, like yeah. yeah. That's a classic. Absolute. I mean just an absolute classic. <laughs> and you know, obviously Chuck Jones, um, I I, I build my bodies uh, you know, a little inner secret here. When I'm building bodies, I build them the way Chuck Jones would build bodies for the Looney Tunes with the ovals that's versus awesome. like actual squares and stuff. I love so that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever trying to break down like my work, you can, you can so like you know, those are like the foundation um and You know, just, just, I, I, I honestly, I just have fun with it. I, I don't, I don't try to be too serious. Every once in a while, I'll get, draw realistic. But, I mean, it's, there's too many, so many rules when you draw realistic. Mm -hmm. And I, I I honestly just want to just take my imagination as far as it goes. So when I'm working on something else, like how far, you know, I, I recently did some Harry Potter, Harry Potter things that I was, uh, drawing, um, I can never pronounce her name, Hermione, Hermione. Hermione? Hermione yeah. I was drawing Hermione and I was like how far can I take her hair like how far out can I take right it before it <laughs> and that's how I want to take it right at the edge of ridiculous and and almost her like that's normally where I want to go with
0: it right well that and actually that's a that's a good segue into what you're actually going to be doing this this weekend we're recording this on a Friday but this is actually going to be taking place tomorrow here in San Antonio Saturday and Sunday uh, can you give us a little more information about that? It's a it's a, like a, a Harry Potter festival,
1: uh, arts yeah, and crafts it's and themed. things. Yeah. Hogwarts arts and craft show. It's going to be at the Wonderland America. The Wonderland America has shows um, monthly, and they're always theme based. Yeah. So um, the ones I really like. I mean, I really like Monster there's a Star Wars one next month, which I'm 95 percent sure I'm gonna be in. Yeah, you gotta be the... there, man. Do you remember how <laughs> yeah, excited
0: you still... were about Star Wars at the beginning? <laughs> I, I,
1: I still am. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting all giddy. I'm getting all giddy. It, it makes me feel so good. It's like I tingle. Good. Good. <laughs> that's good. Oh. <laughs> but, but so that, but, uh, that's
0: going on um, so tomorrow and Sunday. I think it's it goes from like what nine to five or ten to five, ten to six. Uh,
1: 10, 10 to seven on Saturday 7. and I think um twelve to six on Sunday. Okay. It's and, it's regular mall hours. Right. Uh minus early closures. And, because, and it is a free show, so free show, lots of free could,
0: parking too. Yeah, uh, free parking, I, free show. I, I've been to these shows before. I love them. I love that they do these like very specific themes now. Uh it really if it's something that you like, like if you're a Harry Potter fan, you're gonna just love it. Like I've been, to, I've been to the MonsterCon ones before and um, I think I went to one that was, yeah, I think one was Star Wars themed and that, that one was awesome. But there's just, like you said, there's so many artists, there's crafts, there's cosplayers a lot of times uh, and there's vendors that just have like collectibles and things that are kind of centered around these themes. Um, so I wanted to ask you something uh, and and just whatever pops into your head but you you're you're like like there you go wow (laughs) not quite not quite yet uh you said you're not quite a veteran of cons but you've been i know you've done a lot of shows um including a houston show by the way i just uh, i thought this was so cool and if you want to talk about this for just a second please feel free but you actually got selected your art got selected for 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 one of the badges for the three-day passes at the Houston Comic Con, like their big Comic Con for Houston. Uh, that's so cool. How did, you, how did they select you for that? Was that like a competition or?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Comic Palooza is that's the name of the show. Comic Palooza, yeah, that was it. It's huge. They're, they're I've I've done quite a lot of shows, but Comic Palooza is an advocate for local artists. They love local artists. So one of the things that they do to highlight local artists is. They have a badge submission where you submit some art, and based on you know the art, they get. If they select your badge, they assign it to whatever badges they have. They have you know three-day badges, Saturday badges, Friday badges, you know aliens badges. This last year, and um, my I drew a an Ant-Man on. I, I watched Ant-Man, not expecting much from it, as I think a lot of people did, and I came out loving that movie. And one of the things that really stuck to me is when he's riding on Thomas the Train. Mm-hmm. So I, I immediately went home and drew. Batman riding on Thomas the Train, and that actually was select. That was the badge they selected, Um and it was a kids badge. So every kid that got to go to the show got a badge and with they your art, badge on with art on it. Oh, it's yeah, so cool. So yeah. tidbit that was out really awesome was that um that was actually my. my I have a, a toddler home. He's a a year and a half, so that was his first show. So his very first badge he got to wear had my art on it. Oh. So that was, that, <laughs> wow! That's like, there's there's some priceless things in, in this life. That this crazy con life I live, yeah. <laughs> that, that's one of them. The I mean, feels. Oh my and god! Then, you know, kids coming up to you asking you for your autograph and stuff like that was. I was like, I'm something like a celebrity. I mean, I'm not really, but I'm something like it. That's, like, so, <laughs> that's so cool, so, man!
0: I didn't know that that was uh, your son's first con too. Like that's that's amazing. Uh, I mean, and congratulations, it's well deserved. Like Chris said earlier, like these things are not given, right? They're they're earned. And uh, the question I had for you was, in all of your experiences, like you said, you've been to a lot of different cons. Has there been anything especially, like, weird or just kind of unusual or really funny that you got to experience either personally with a fan or a, a patron or possibly a vendor or anything like that? Like, anything stick out? Um, There's
1: there's a, there's a few things. Um, one, I guess I would say the funniest, most like rookie mistake i ever did and it was it was hilarious at the end of the day was you know as as i as we're kind of independent we do all our own work right so we have to load up our cars unload our cars take them in and you know the first few hours of a show we're doing we're loading in and we're setting up our tables right mm-hmm. so um i i was setting up my table and it's you know it's some physical labor right like you you're setting up your table you're setting up displays and so I didn't know it at the time, but I did the whole show, and I, I carry a, a metal chairs. So that way I can just sit down behind my table every once in a while. I, I try to stand up and greet people and be interactive, right? Because I, I love being at these shows. Shows are so fun. I'm trying to be at the show and involved in the show, so I'm always standing up. Right. Well, I sat down, and I immediately jumped up because I thought I sat in water because when I sat down, it got cold. And when I put my hands to the back of my pants, I had rip. <laughs> like my pants, <pen. laughs> So I was, you know, and uh, I, I may or may not have been going commando that day. Oh! So, so people that were walking behind me, I guess, I mean, I don't know how long I had it. The only thing I can think is that I had it all and I was just showing neck and ass through the whole show. So <laughs> that I think that was one of my, after that, I was like, you know what, I'm only going to wear shorts. It's easier to work with, and I was constant. I'm constantly checking, like, <laughs> making sure that, that doesn't happen. Again. All the other, all the other <laughs> artists
0: are like, "Why does that guy keep touching his butt?
1: What's going on you know, there?" No, nobody even told me anything. Like, nobody was like, "Hey man, you got a big ass rip in the back of your pants." asked maybe man. they thought that was your.
0: Maybe they thought that was your gimmick. Like, come for the show, like, come for the art, stay for the free show. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe they were um, like, "This
1: guy's moving some stuff. This must be his secret." <laughs> this, is, this, was, this is how it goes a little faster than the rest
0: of us. That's hilarious. Um, then, so the last you, show, yeah.
1: the last recent show, um, Alamo City, I did Alamo City Comic Con, and I'm walking out talking to one of my buddies, and I had just bought a BB-8 and a, um, a BB-8 Funko Pop. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking out talking to my buddy, and he's like, what did you get? And I was like, well, I got a BB-8 and a Ray Funko Pop. And the guy standing next to me is like, are you going to bring that to me to sign? And I turn around. And it's Brian Herring, and I just like almost like fell on the floor. And
0: out. Oh my uh, god!
1: Brian, yeah, it, Brian Herring is the puppeteer for bb yeah, yeah, And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll bring it to you tomorrow. And I tried to like follow him to his hotel room and I'd like, invite him <laughs> out to stuff, but but he was he was just like, oh, I'm just going to my hotel room. I'm gonna go meet some friends. Right. I'm like, I'm your friend, Brian Herring. <laughs> I'm, I'm I can just your... Beers on me all night. Let's do it. But but yeah, that was one of like because he was just walking in the crowd like. And nobody, nobody stopped and, like, you know, recognized him right Yeah, I mean, so I he think just he would be kind, kind of a hard person
0: to recognize, but still, that's...
1: And the next day he actually, and, you know, to keep good, because I could have got him to sign it right there and then, but um, a lot of these people, um, they um, they want money for their autographs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always kind of kind of like a weird piece, ask for a picture, ask for an autograph outside of the show. But um, uh, the next day when he was walking by my booth, he saw my art, and he started talking to me, and he picked up some of my BB-8 prints, and he did end up signing that BB-8 for me. So that oh, was so that awesome. was magical. Nice. Was that's awesome. Him and, uh, him and um, the very first show I did, um, I, Charles Fisher, the voice of Robert, Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. He, he came by my booth, and he's looking. And he's like, this is some real cool stuff. And I'm looking at him, and my buddy's like, it's Roger Rabbit. And I mean, I love Roger Rabbit. So I was like, can I get a picture? And he's like, Pree! he's so... Uh, oh, he that did that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: man, I used to annoy the hell out of my parents when that movie came out. I mean, I was like 10, 11. I was always trying to do the Roger Rabbit accent. I'm sure it was terrible. I'm sure it was. <laughs> but I didn't care, man. I was talking like Robert, <laughs> Roger Rabbit uh, like almost every day when that movie came out. It was just nonstop okay but before we wrap this episode up I, I know uh, that you are involved in a Kickstarter project if, if you don't mind I think you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier but let, let's get a little more in depth so that way you know the people out there listening or the people that end up reading some of the stuff associated with combo characters they kind of they can look know where to find you and and and, and know where to find this Kickstarter projects I think it's really cool it's a really cool idea uh, that you're doing with the cones do you mind uh, sharing some of that information with us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kickstarter launches an initiative earlier this year. It's called the Kickstarter Make 100. And the whole goal is to nudge your creative brain uh, for 2017 by making 100 of something. So it could be 100 of anything you want, but bringing 100 things to life in a limited edition or 100 backers or 100 tickets or 100 of anything you wanted just to kind of get... The two 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 thousand. I forgot what year it is. Two thousand seventeen. <laughs> to get the two thousand seventeen year, you know, a jump start. So you know, I was wrecking my brain on what I was gonna do. Was I gonna make two thousand a hundred prints? Was I gonna make um, you know, a hundred? You know, I started doing pins, so I was gonna make a hundred pins. And then it just hit me. It's like I, I really been wanting to paint more. So this. So I I came up with this idea, and I was like, I'm just gonna make these silly, fun ice cream cone paintings. That are all theme of monsters. So I'm doing 100 um, unique monster ice cream cone paintings on five by seven um, canvas boards, and and that's what my Kickstarter is all about. So if you go to it's if you go to Kickstarter, you just search monster ice cream cone paintings. You can actually watch the video of me designing some of them, and there's also some pictures up of some of the ones that I've done. I think I've done about six so far, and I'm just kind of posting pictures up there as I'm doing them. And um, it's it's been it's been a blast just just being able to create just off the top of my head like I don't have no templates on what I'm actually gonna do right other than it's gonna be an ice cream cone right so putting tentacles on them putting ten eyes on them putting polka dots putting stripes like it's been one of this is probably the funniest thing I've ever done as far and then you know painting is it's it's one of those things I've always really wanted to start getting into doing one of a kinds versus prints and um, this is kind of my way into... I mean, if you catch me at a show from here on out, I'm more likely going to have a few hundred monster ice cream cones <laughs> on me, because I don't I don't see where the I'm ever going to repeat or the um, they're ever going to stop. It's it's uh this is the initial edition of 100, so this is you know I guess first first edition yeah 100 super super limited. <laughs> so um you know and if if, if people want to get on on Kickstarter and check that out, it'd be awesome. Yeah, this,
0: definitely. So like i mean obviously you said you've done a few so far you don't have the 100 planned out yet then right you, you're just kind of doing no, it, them as you go yeah uh, i'm just
1: kind of I, I got canvas boards and a pencil and every night i sit down and draw two or three or four of them that's and so then i clean cool. them the next day <laughs> like that's... it's just kind of and it, it's 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 i mean it's an exercise in imagination it's an exercise in creativity and yeah. it's it's to me it's a blast and yeah, you know, my my big thing about art is it's less about the art at the end and more about the journey. You know, more about about actually doing stuff versus getting validation for it.
0: Right. And like mm.
1: I'm having the funnest time of my life doing this. And if you're a creative, the Make One Hundred is. I mean, it's it's a small commitment, but it's 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 a fun. It's, it's a big commitment if you've never done it before, but but it's it's super fun just to say what what's a hundred or something I can bring into this world. And you know, make you know, make the world a little more beautiful at the end of the day, right? Like, yes. so um, it, it has hit goal. Uh, my goal was two hundred and fifty. That was just to pay for my paints, my brushes, and my canvas uh, panels. After that, everything kind of works its way out to pay for itself. So I don't really lose money. <laughs> and uh, but it, it has hit goal, so it is funded. But there's still about I want to say there's still about eighty five cones up for grabs. So. I mean, there's, there's still some available if you if you want to grab some.
0: Cool. Okay, and that's on Kickstarter. Okay. And if you search uh, Ice Cream Cone Monsters Paintings. Uh, mon- it's Monster,
1: Monster ice-, ice, cream, ice Cream Cone Paintings, yeah. Or you could just – I don't know if you, you search it by name. But if you search it by name, you might be able to find it.
0: Now, or even if you
1: yeah. search the Make 100 hashtag, just search Make 100, um, I am – Kickstarter did approve my project, so it is on the Make 100 list. Oh, okay, there's so like 300 projects on that
0: list. Right, right, right. That like specific uh, grouping. Now, if people want to get at you on social media or anything like that, is there somewhere where they can reach you? you, uh, you best place
1: the to, to the best place to, to see what I'm doing like currently and actively is Instagram. Um, after Instagram, it's uh, cartoonist Marcus Rocco on Facebook. Um, but those those are my main two. I, I am on Twitter, however, I'm hardly ever on Twitter because okay. it's hard to Do, keep up with it.
0: <laughs> would you like to share the Instagram as well, or?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Instagram is at Marcus Rocco. You know, I got a unique name enough that I was right. able to own it. And that's M A
0: R C U S
1: R O C C O. Cool. Well, yeah, and, and that's where most of my my as I'm working. I try to. I take some work in progress picks and then when I'm done and you know I'm always open if anybody you know has any questions about conventioning how to start conventioning how to what to do you know what not to do <laughs> wear are, shorts if, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> don't wear don't wear jeans and rip them at your don't wear show. skinny jeans don't wear tight <laughs> don't don't wear your sexy uh, jeans kids don't wear your sexy jeans but um yeah I mean I'm always open I I, I try to be as open with people if, If you have art and you want to look, you know, my thing is, you'll never know if you're ready unless you just do it. So uh, my advice to anybody is just do it. Um, But if you ever, you know, want me to look at your art or, or, you know, give you some, you know, constructive criticism back or not even constructive. You just want me to tell you, hey, this is awesome. Or you just want to say, hey, look what I did. Like, I'm always open to that. I'm pretty active on, on Instagram. I'm pretty active on my Facebook within the messages if you send me a message. And if you you know you you just want to know what this kind of life is about, you know what shows I recommend, um, what shows um, you think you are good for starters, how much money does it cost to do one of these things? Because it it is it is an investment, but it's an investment in yourself. So I I highly recommend. You know you can give Walmart a thousand dollars, or you can pay a thousand dollars to go sell your art. I'm always going to pay a thousand dollars to go sell my art. So yeah, it's it's. Um, so, you know, I'm always open to anybody that ever wants to reach out to me or, you know, someone that just wants to tell me they like my work. I'm, you know, that's, that's one of those things that, you know, it, it it's, it doesn't get, um, it's not put out there a lot. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I have a saying like, you don't need Facebook likes, you don't need validation. You just need to do what what you love. Right. But, you know, it does feel good to get that validated. <laughs> does, and- <laughs> does does feel
0: good that when someone says, Hey man, that looks real cool or we really love that that calvin and Hobbes. (laughs) you did (laughs) um you know marcus i gotta tell you i've met a lot of people going to different cons in the circuit and and just being in this thing doing the podcast and you are seriously one of the most genuinely nice people i've met i'm i'm so happy to have met you uh i think your art is fantastic um I, I love your attitude and I love that you're so willing and, and ready to help others get their creative voice out there in, in whatever capacity that is. Uh, it's just, I, I really want to thank you for coming on the show so much. Uh, we'll definitely have you on again in the future and, and maybe dive, uh, even deeper into the kind of the underworkings of how a convention goes, uh, from an artist's perspective uh was there any final uh thoughts chris that you wanted to share with uh, the cbc audience before we sign off this week uh
2: not really world always needs more heroes stay stay
0: out there unless those heroes are from the dceu (laughs) in which case
1: just stay home we got enough we got it we got enough
0: it's fine Uh, uh marcus again thank you so much uh for coming on the show really appreciate it you are of course welcome anytime and you guys check him out on on the kick on kickstarter uh you can just search his name marcus rocco or monster ice cream is it monster ice cream cones paintings and and be sure to check out his instagram you're gonna i think people are really gonna love what they see feel free to give him a like or a comment like you know uh, let him know if you have an idea or if you think his particular aesthetic would work with a particular idea. You might have, shoot it out to him. You know, see see, see what happens. Absolutely. could be pretty cool. Right. Well, I want to thank everybody uh, for listening. Uh, really happy to put this together for you guys. This is, I mean, I guess this is technically our second show of the new year. The last one was an award show. This is our first official show. So we hope this year is great. We're going to try and do some really cool things this year. Uh, gentlemen, with that, I will say, the fort- the fortress of potitude is now closed. Take one, care, one everyone. Last, I got one, oh, yeah. One Star last works. comment.
1: Um, support your local comic book shop. Those those movies come from somewhere. If your kid likes those movies, buy them some comic books. If that you is, like those movies, go read some comic books.
0: Go read, read, people. Reading is is so important. Uh, <laughs> it gives you perspective. And it also gives you a chance to escape from things that might be bothering you, you know, maybe on the uh, political front or who knows, just whatever. <laughs> but it's reading gives you so many opportunities to better your life. And what better way to do it than supporting your local comic store? So that way, all of these films can keep being made and all of these great stories can keep being told. Well, very Perfect, Marcus. Thank you so much. Uh, Fortress Policy is closed, everybody. Till next time. Uh, We'll see you between the panels. Take care.